Hello, and welcome to episode 22 of Legend of the Glorio Heroes, your premier reaction and recap podcast for the legendary 1988 science fiction OVA. It's weekend at Leninkoff's, and uh, we're along for the ride. That would be me, your host, G, and along for this uh, this trip is uh, my co-host, Eero. Yeah, I think uh, maybe we want to stop in Myers on the way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, we he might be able to help us out in this weird jam of ours. Uh, I think he's got a, you know, guest room or two. Yeah, probably. yeah. And I think Mittermeier of all the Admirals would be, like, the right combination of dumb and trusting enough that, like, <laughs> if you paraded Lennon Comp's yeah, makeup to he's corpse. Just, he's, look, he's very tired. He's just sleeping. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Mittermeier is, like, the one Admiral. Oh, man, we need to keep it. it down. He needs to get his rest. Right. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Lenikoff really wanted to say something, but he's so – oh, look, he's just so tired. He's just so tired from the trip. Oh, and don't uh, – ignore the sunglasses. We're going to take him up to to the guest room if you don't mind, Mittermeier. Thanks so much. You, you know, this really means a lot to us. You know, just please don't disturb him. He's very tired. Oh, yeah, sure. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, before we uh, get ahead of ourselves here, uh, we're talking about uh, another interesting trio of episodes yeah. of Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Uh, that would be episodes 61, 62, and 63. Yes, respectively. An Invitation to the Opera, Cascades of Blood, and Holy Ground. Yes. Uh, as as we all remember from, uh, you know, last uh Last time that uh, everybody, I was going to say the FPA, but no, it's more like literally everybody has once again made the fatal mistake of uh, bothering Yang Wenli. And in these episodes, we kind of begin to see the uh, <laughs> the long-standing consequences and uh, the fates that befall those who would, uh, yeah, who would, who would, who would, uh, who would uh, uh, trigger his almighty wrath. Uh, I remember saying in the uh, predictions for season three episode that like, oh, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of like politics and standing around and stuff. And then we get to the this the trio of episodes, which is a lot, a lot of shooting and murder. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, I almost feel like in a weird way, like maybe like, it, it, like, I don't know if this is actually accurate or it's just, you know, my perception, but it almost feels like the, the ratio of action has actually gone up since the beginning, you yeah. know, like, like more and more crazy shit has happened, you know, like mm. in season one, you basically had like Ezerloan. That was kind of it, you know? Right. I, I guess you kind of had like, you know, uh, Kirky Eyes' death, but, like, I wouldn't really call that an action sequence, but... Right, uh, you get the... I mean, you had, like, a couple space battles, but, uh... Right, right, I, I, I kind of... At this point, I kind of, like... I kind of distinguish between the two, like... Yes. <laughs> like, there are space battles, uh-huh. and then there's crazy shit. <laughs> and what we've gotten a lot of in these couple of episodes is crazy shit. Uh, we should probably just get right into yeah. it, because, uh, oh, boy, there is, a. Uh, there are some going ons on uh, Hynasinopolis. Uh, Indeed, uh, this week in episode sixty-one, uh, you know Yang Wenli has been detained, uh, yes. as we saw, and uh, you know eating his prison food, and Labello comes in to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, and you know let the record show <laughs> I warned you about Labello. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, I mean, I think Labello you know, tried to be a fucking cop. 
Yeah, it's kind of a shame. I mean, there's a conversation Lavelle has towards the end of this trio of episodes that I feel like, again, doesn't redeem him in my eyes, but does a good job of, like, explaining where his mindset comes from. Yeah. Like, because in many ways, you know, both him and Young basically, you know, broadly want, you know, the same thing. Or at least on paper they do. Labello's actions begin to speak differently, of course, but, yeah, you know, on paper they want it to the same thing. And I guess where the vital, like, you know, dividing point between them was basically how much they thought they could get away with poking the Empire. Like, Young calculated, and I guess as we tragically finds out, like, miscalculates, like, how far he could push the Empire before they would, re- you know, retaliate. Yeah. You know, whereas, uh, you know... Bello wants to take no chances whatsoever. Right, right. Like, Labello, you know, is kind of taking the... Kind of the path of like you know better to like you know toil under the you know under the boot than to be stamped out entirely, you know. But I, I mean, it's it's definitely like you know obviously this is a whole conversation we could get into <laughs> that I don't think we need to at the very beginning of this podcast. But you know, I think it very much does speak to this idea of like you know like wanting to fix the system from within the system, which I think is Labello's like you know mentality is like all well and good, but like. How valid is it really when the system we are talking about is the Galactic Empire? You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, that that kind of change isn't going to come in, frankly, any way other than revolutionary violence, because, you know, yeah, you know, if if Jessica Edwards can't even fucking <laughs> like peacefully protest to get laws changed <sighs> in the nominally democratic, you know, FPA, like what are the chances of like peacefully proposing, you know, democracy in fucking Reinhardt's empire? Yeah, and but, uh, I mean, Lobello and Young basically talk about this. And yeah, Lobello basically says <laughs> it's the duty; it's your duty to, you know, sacrifice your like as you've done for so long. You know, you need to sacrifice yourself for the good of right. I mean, Lobello is basically Lobello is basically already talking about Yang Wen Li in the fucking like past retrospective tense. in yeah. the past tense in this episode. Future like, historians will speak of you as a, as a great and honorable man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, it's it's a really kind of twisted logic, and you know, again, despite me trying to like maybe like, you know, play devil's advocate for Labello here, as we kind of see through his actions rather than his words, that like, for better or worse, unfortunately, Labello turns out to not, you know, does not t- turns out not to walk the walk as much as he talks the talk. Right. You know, he talks all this, you know, all this yang about like, you know, uh, self sacrifice and you know for the greater good, but like. You know, as we find out with, you know, as we see with, you know, Shen Cop's, you know, diatribe later, like, even even if this is all, you know, even if we're being chari- charitable and saying Labello is well-meaning, he's still doing what all people in power do, which is asking people beneath them to sacrifice themselves yeah. for this nebulous greater good that only the higher-ups will live to enjoy. Yep, I mean, and, Young's uh, like, I sympathize with your situation with, like, the bad situation we're all in, but also, I don't really want to die. Yeah, and, uh, kind of, you know, they reach an impasse, so, you know, yeah, we kind of move yeah, on. Young realizes he needs to buy some time, because yeah. they're pretty much dead set on executing him. Yes, yes, yeah, Young has basically read the room that, like, either they will execute him, you know... <laughs> Either they will do it publicly or behind closed doors. It doesn't really matter. The FPA, 
you know, the FBI leadership wants Yang dead one way or another by the end of like this night. So yeah, we kind of cut to uh, the ruins of the government HQ. Right. And it turns out that the FPA is running a uh, underground FPA headquarters. It's like uh, their counterintelligence or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we find out that, uh, unfortunately... Um, yeah, I mean, they were supposed to be keeping an eye on Shenkop and Dusty and Yang Wenli's cohorts, but... Uh, right, but... Uh, but Rose have gotten involved. Right, unfortunately, they were not able to capture Shenkop and Dusty because... <laughs> The Rose and Ritter showed up and did Killed what they everyone. do best. <laughs> uh, um, and though they do bring up basically that, like, even if they were not uh, straight rebelling as they are now, that because the Rose and Ritter is all Empire exiles, uh, now that the FPA is under the Empire's control, they probably would have uh, been dealt with. Anyway. Yes, yes. I mean, there's definitely, yes, you know, they kind of bring up that good point that, like, you know, we, we've kind of talked about the effects of the Empire's occupation of the FPA territory, but, like, definitely one of the things has definitely got to be, you know, in fact, I'm surprised, I'm I'm surprised nobody in the Empire has, has actually mentioned the Rosen Ritter, Ritter much, like, not even Leninkoff, because I feel like if you're an Empire, like, Admiral, I feel like the very existence of the Rosen Ritter is like a spit in your eye. Like, right here is this extremely elite, competent, powerful, <laughs> like you know, empire people. Right, right. Like em- you know, like you know, uh, military unit of like the descendants of empire defectors. You know, who are literally beating you at your own game every time you meet. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm surprised that like one of the very first things they you know didn't do like upon occupation is like. You know the immediate dismantling. It's of only the been Ritter. like a month and a half. So I don't know, man. They managed to fucking arrest Yang in a month and a half. Like, you yeah, think, but like, Yang Wenli is, you know, the important one. Yes, yes. But anyways, yes. So the Rosen Ritter, it, it, yes, they bring up the good point that regardless of the of how they handled Yang, like the Rosen Ritter were always going to like be a problem eventually because you know the very nature of their existence is problematic for you know diplomatic relations. But uh, we find out that uh, Bogdashu is along for the ride, helping yeah, out. Yeah, uh, I'm with, kind of uh, disappointed he is not there on Earth to bail out Yulian. Yeah, but, I, I mean, I I feel like this episode or Bogdashu's presence continues the fucking trend that Bogdashu is maybe not actually that great of a spy. <laughs> like, like Bogdashu, like. Like, like, <laughs> Yang asked Bogdashu at the end of season two to go spy on the Earth cult to, like, dig up some dirt on them. Right. And, like, we thought, oh, man, we're going to finally see Bogdashu strut his stuff. But, like, I guess he's out, still just hanging out in Ineson. <laughs> it turns out that Bogdashu's debut appearance was actually perhaps more indicative of his spying ability than we assumed because... <laughs> He's bad at it. He's not very good at it. If your leader says spy on the Earth cult and you're still here on Hydasin, like. But it turns out that Bogdashu is good for something, as we'll find out, you know, uh, find out later. Um, yeah. Dusty also uh, talks about his uh, his diary, his tell all diary that uh, he's been writing about the war. Yeah. And one day he'll write his memoirs and. It'll become a bestseller, yeah. and he'll hey, yeah, be able to live off the royalties. Yeah, gotta hey, you gotta you, look. Dusty is thinking ahead. He's thinking for the future. Like, yeah, gotta have this stuff planned out. You know, like, 
Cause like you know, I, I you know I mean I don't we don't need to get into it too much, but like you know like looking at Dusty, like you know look, I think I think I think the, one of the major themes of this trio of episodes that we can all agree on is uh, Shenkop is rapidly burning through his plot armor. Yep. Um, I fear for Shenkop. We'll get into this later, but like I genuinely fear for like Shenkop. Like I mean, we we always knew Shenkop was not gonna make it to the end of this show, but now I'm very like afraid of like Shenkop's survival in even just like the next half a dozen episodes. <laughs> but uh, Dusty, I'm actually not sure how I feel on Dusty. Like, like, like Dusty is not such a major character that like, you know him dying would necessarily cause a huge impact and as a result i wonder if that's somehow like by like by, by being a less major character i wonder if that actually grants him a little bit of protection you know like yeah it wouldn't be a it's kind of it could kind of go other either way i guess i guess <laughs> the thing i put i guess the way i mean i'm try, maybe i'm trying to be a little too meta here but like shenkop dying would be a big deal because like Shenkop has been so instrumental to like yes. Yang's success on so many different levels. Like, of course, it's been the Rose Ritter as a whole, but like Shenkop embodies their spirit. And as we see with like you know the speech that Shenkop gives in this episode, Shenkop is actually maybe one of Yang's greatest believers. Yeah, you know. No, so, like, I don't know if anybody supports Yang Winley as hard as Shenkop. Yeah, other than totally. maybe Yulian or or Frederica. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know. Whereas, like, that's what I mean, though, like, versus Dusty, who's, like, kind of just... <laughs> kind of just hanging. Dusty's just kind of along for the ride, you know? <laughs> like, yep. But, uh, anyways, so, yes, yeah, so, um... So, Shenkop talks about how we're gonna carry out the next part of the plan, and, you know, basically, we're gonna become the violent extremist rebels they want, they want to paint us as. So, um... They, uh... They, uh... Is this the part where, uh... Wait, I'm sorry. Is this the part where they they uh they go after Labello, or does that come later? Well, I... Labello first is like, oh crap, this is not going on how I planned. Let me call Olibera. Right, right. He goes to Olibera for help, and of course, Olibera, the right, fucking so he's snake. Like, Man, who... Olibera, everything's gone to shit. Shenkop got away. The Rosen Ritter are in revolt. Like, right, yes. the thing you told me to do isn't working, man. Right, of course, Olibera, the fucking. Like literally, like fucking rat think piece of shit that he is <laughs> is like you know I didn't you know I'm not the one who carried out the order I just merely suggested what you should do I had no involvement All I right, have I'm no responsibility up. in this it's, by it's the like, way can you get get some armed protection for me It's just like what a fucking piece of shit like I mean Oli Bear has not shown up nearly as often as some of the other like biggest biggest but, pieces of shit in I the mean, show but like yeah I feel like. At this point, I'm ready to put Olibera up there with, like, Andrew Fork. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Like, in that terms of, like, fucker. biggest pieces of shit. Like, like of course, you know, and, 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 like, the thing that annoys me is, like, guys like him and Andrew Fork is, like, not only are they big, they, you know, fucking, you know, assholes, but, like, they're not even assholes at the top. They're, like, fucking... Middle manager Fucking petty, shitty middle manager dirtbags who, like, still have enough power to, like, sway things in, like, the most, like, fucking petty goddamn ways. And, yep. you know, I don't know. Like, in the same way that we haven't seen the last of Job Trunit, like, you know. That's right. My fear is that we are not done with Olibera, you know, fucking things up behind the scenes. Yeah. Because you know? I feel like this scene was specifically written to kind of, like, say, oh, this is how Olibera gets out of this, you know? Mm-hmm. 
But anyway, so... Yeah, so Lobello goes on the run, basically, but, uh... On the road behind him! <laughs> a bunch of Rosen Ritter jeeps! Yes, gets ambushed by the Rosen Ritter, including one <laughs> fucking Shen Cop in military fatigues and a bazooka. <laughs> Uh, which what is a great like scene! So oh, fucking just... good. Yeah, they just like fucking Cop blow... just pops out of the top of his jeep. With his, yeah, <laughs> blows the car it, up. It just blows the shit out of Labello's like you know like a uh, uh, um delicate escort, you know escort yeah. and like you know they fucking corner him and uh, yeah you know we get this great shot of Shen Cop shouldering this rocket launcher, fucking smirking like the <laughs> motherfucker he is. And uh, <laughs> what we actually get here before, I mean, before they capture him, in fact, it, it, perhaps, perhaps, you know, this is just one of those situations where like, you know, <laughs> this is for, you know, dramatic effect. I was gonna say shit cop, despite, you know, maybe the time sensitive nature of this mission. Talking is a free action. Decides to take a couple minutes to give a real verbal dressing down of Labello. In fact, it's maybe one of my favorite speeches in, yeah, in this show. Yeah, it goes, uh, Shen Cop goes... As much as he plays devil as advocate to Young Lee sometimes, he also, you know, is firmly within Young Lee's camp. Yeah, no, he is. And, like, you know, like, of course, LaBella was trying to be like, oh, or isn't this going a bit too far? Or, like, you know, how can you do this? Like, how can you do this for Young? And, like, you know, don't you understand, like, for the greater good, blah, blah, blah. And we have this great bit about Shenkop where he's like, you know, you can cry all, like, you know, the fake hypocritical tears you want, but, like, you know, at the end of the day, you're just like any other politician. You are happy to, like, cut off as many limbs as it takes, shoot as many horses as it requires, as long as you are safe in the end. You know, like, of course, you know... Who for you, hiding away and sacrificing your nation, yeah. like, the people of your nation, like, <laughs> but you're still safe. Yeah, like you know, you will you you know you will shed the obligatory tears for those who were fallen, for those who bravely sacrificed their lives for the greater good. But like at the end of the day, those tears don't mean jack shit because at the end of the day, people are dead, but you are not. Like you know, as Shenkop puts it, like you know, you may be happy cutting off the arm or the leg, but how do the arms and legs feel about that? It's uh, yup, and uh, they capture him. Yeah. And so they capture him, uh, you know, put him in the van, tie him up, and then we yep. finally get uh, <laughs> Dash- uh showing <laughs> actually. Command. Yeah, we turns out that that uh, uh, Bogdashu may not be a very good spy, but he's a pretty good hacker because uh, he he literally hacks the FPA headquarters mainframe to uh, get a direct right. line to them. Just put and, put uh, Strenkop on the video phone. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and Dusty's there too for some reason. Right. Making like faces in the background, yeah, which is very just like again, it's like fucking Dusty. What are you even doing here? Yeah. Like I, I, I mean, I love Dusty, but also like I saw you know like beyond being another loyal man to Young, I, I, it's like what does Dusty actually? I mean, I guess Dusty did that one trick that one time with the exploding no, containers and take like a, that Lenin cop. Yes, yes, and that was enough to like kind of you know earn him his stripes. Yeah, but, uh, they basically, Chunga basically tells, uh, you know, FPA goons here that uh, we have Lobello and uh, we'll, we're willing to trade you, trade him for Yang Wen Lee and also 100 cases of fine wine. Yes, yes. There's, I kind of love this. Like, it's, it's kind of a fucking, like, 
I mean, you know, it, it it very much speaks to like you know just how great the dynamic is with like Yang's uh, Yang's cabinet, so to speak. But like, you totally get this feeling of like Shenkop is like delivering these demands, and like even though you don't see it on screen, you can almost feel like Dusty is like whispering from off screen right. to Shenkop, like "Don't forget, don't forget the wine." Like, Earl <laughs> <laughs> Soul just kind of fucking around. <laughs> I mean, yes, like, yes, yes, they're fucking, like, they they know the situation is serious, but, like, these are the kind of guys that are, like, so fucking good at their jobs, they can still feel confident, you know, in, Mm -hmm. like, the situation they're in. And, of course, that reason is that we find out that, uh, Shenkop and the rest of them have no illusions that they will actually honor, you know, their, uh, disagreement. Like, they will, in fact, like, the moment they gave this message, they kind of know that, uh, Rather than, you know, actually deal with them, the FPA will likely just go execute Yang, you know. Right. To, like, but also, uh, because they know that the Alliance is trying to execute long, pff, trying to execute Yang in the first place to, like, avoid bringing the Empire down their heads, right. they also leak the entire conversation to the Empire. Yes, which is so good. So, yeah, of course, we get the scene of, you know, freaking Lenikov, you know, attending opera. an opera. <laughs> yeah. And he's, like, really annoyed. He's like, why isn't Labello here? Like, uh, he said he'd be here, like, ten minutes ago or something. You know? Right. <laughs> it's like... But and, he's uh, been captured. Time yep. to, you know, for Lenikov to go back to his office and... Yes. Yell at, yell at some FPA guys and argue about whether the Empire is should, you know, interfere or not. Right, and of course, Lenkov being Lenkov, you know, kind of, you know. an excuse for the Empire to slam down. Oh yeah, totally. He has been itching for this day, this moment. So of course, he mobilizes the military immediately, you know, sends them to the consulate. Um, yeah. Where, uh, so, where Yang uh, is being held. Right. And, uh, so but FPA guy is like, tries, you know, he needs to, he wants to get this over with, so just walks into Yang's cell with a gun. Yeah, yeah, we have this kind of a fun little conversation here where you can tell that this is very much like, like, Yang Wenli, you know, in many ways appears completely unflappable, but also you know he is talking out of his ass here to buy time. Like, <laughs> right. you know, where fucking dude is like, you're the Achilles heel of the FPA. And Yang's like, well, the Achilles heel is actually a pretty important part of the body if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking uh... takes a shot. Yang and like Yang, I don't know whether he actually meant this or by you know pure fucking miracle, just fucking falls over in his chair, right? Which, uh, Dodges the bullet, first shot. You know, uh, I, I kind of love Mir- he's Miracle Yang, man. Yeah, I love, I love he's the, the magician. Stupid, I love the stupid exchange because this asshole is like, huh? So this is Miracle Yang, and it's like, yo, dog, he just dodged a bullet. Of course he's fucking Miracle Yang. <laughs> and uh you know about to finish him off but gets fucking blasted yeah. by frederica just shoots him out in the head yeah fucking she just shot that guy yeah like you, kill like, him, man. like I, I think like straight up like i mean i get oh wait no i guess uh i was about to say like i think like fucking i think we've seen frederica kill someone on screen before julian because but I, I guess julian was a was a starfighter pilot and he blew up a lot of shit but like i guess Actually, I guess, I mean, if you talk about, like, have we ever actually seen Julian in person shoot somebody, like... I don't think so. I don't um, think so. So like, but he I think, has shot down a number of ships. Oh, yes, yes. I guess what I mean is, like, we always joked about Julian being, like, always fucking ready to pull out the pistol for Yang, but... Right. Turns out that Frederica is actually the one, you know, <laughs> who's uh, yeah. gunning dudes down for her man. 
Yeah, you know, save your husband. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lovely moment. Of course, Shinkov shows up after looking all fucking smug and shit. You know? Oh yes, yeah, fucking like, ah, sir, we we've come to save you, my liege, or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, it's it's very funny and like, yeah. So you know, they they basically uh, bust Young out. Yeah, and uh, that's that's kind of the, the end episode. Of the first episode, yeah. Oof. And uh, man, it's a uh, it's a crazy one for sure, you know. Just like so much for Young Winley's five year plan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, like they literally had a bit at the very start of this episode where the narrator is like, "Young seriously miscalculated how quickly things would escalate." It's like, man, fucking understatement of the year, dude. Like, yeah, it's like it's just so fucking like. I, I I don't know if the word tragic is right, but it's just so fucking sad. Like, not even just like the whole like. Yang not getting to enjoy a he little bit of civilian life. He but can't like, catch a fucking break. He literally can't catch a break. It's like, and it's like, again, this is kind of what we talk about, where it's like, is Yang blessed? Is he lucky? Like, in some ways he is, but also like, always to his own detriment, you know? Like, like every yeah. time he survives, every time he has a stroke of luck, every, uh, 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 a stroke of luck, you know, every time, like, his master plan works, like, it just drags him deeper in, you know, yep. like he can like a truly born in the wrong era. Like, you know, it, it's just, uh, this is a man who just doesn't want to deal with any of this, but like, he is just like shackled by his obligation, you know, to like, to the people he cares about and to the ideals he holds <sighs> true. And, yeah. And, and of course, it's just like, you know, it's just like the Battle of Vermilion, right? Where, like, Yang is, like, lamenting, like, if I just had a thousand ships. No, no, five hundred. No, even a hundred more ships. Like, he, he, he always just, like, he's always just fucking up against the wall. And, like, he is always just struggling to get fine or gain even, like, inches of leverage. And, like... It's here the same thing, like, you know, I'm sure, like, Yang is probably thinking in his head, if I had just even two more years, no, one more year, no, six right. months, even yeah. six months would have, like, allowed me to, like, you know, put together some kind of contingency. But, like, less than two months, like, it's just, it's just, he is constantly thrown, like, we always talk about, like, you know, how, like, Legend of the Galactic Heroes constantly ups the status quo. It, you know, it never or it never settles into a status quo, right? Yeah. And like, and like, it feels like it even does that to like Yang's struggles. Like, like, fucking when you th- when when you look at Yang Wen Li's like fucking like career over the lifetime of Legend of the Galactic <laughs> Heroes, man, like, it it makes capturing Ezerlone look easy. Like, <laughs> like. If Yang the crazy had, shit he's been involved with for the yeah, past several years, like without like, stopping, like like Yang Wenli started this show by taking the untake like the uncapturable right, right. fortress with half the size of a normal fleet, and like now here in episode sixty one, I'm like, man, if Yang still had that fleet, like <laughs> <laughs> like that right. fucking half strength fleet, imagine the things he could have accomplished. But like he doesn't even have that much. He doesn't even have, he doesn't he doesn't even have, he doesn't even have like ten percent of that. Like it's and somehow he just keeps he keeps trying, you know. Yeah. But uh, in so, case we all thought that you know there wasn't enough crazy shit in this yeah. trio of episodes, 
Yeah, and uh, episode sixty-two. You know, he's still on the run. Yep, just uh, talking with his buddies, and Shenkop is basically saying, "So, uh, gonna take power now." Yes, I mean, look, like we said, Shenkop is Yang's greatest like believer, but also he is always going to be the guy who's like, you know, you could just become like king or president or whatever, like. Mm-hmm. It would probably fix a lot of the problems with the FPA. But, uh, <sighs> yeah, and I mean, and Yang basically says this isn't a game of dare. Can't just, yeah. oh, we can't just ask me to do that. Yeah. You guys are way too optimistic of our chances of facing both of the Empire and the FPA. But yes, so, you know, they tabled that conversation once again. And, yeah. uh,. I mean, yeah. look, look, Yang's never going to seriously consider it, but I think that as long as Shenkop is around, he is always going to, like... Here's the thing, you know, I think it's always been the case of, like, Shenkop isn't advocating this because, like, he's some, like, kind of Oberstein-esque, like, yes, yes, get more power, you know? But I think I think Shenkop advocates it because he genuinely believes that, like, if he was in a place of leadership, Yang truly would, like, you know, strive to fix, mm-hmm. you know, what is, you know, up till now been an inherently broken system. Yeah, but uh, regardless, bears, bears mentioning Frederica bought, brought a nice picnic basket with sandwiches <laughs> and, a right, little, and a little ther- a little thermos of tea with brandy. Yes, you're right. You're right. I had forgotten about that. Ah, <laughs> uh, God bless, God bless, uh, Mrs. Young. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so they get back to their hideout um, where uh, Labello and Young confront each other. You know. <laughs> right. uh, you know, Yang kind of basically outlines his demands. You know, he he's basically like, hey, like, you know, we'll hand you back over safely to the FPA as long as, like, you know, arrange, you know, arrange a way for us to get out of here. Like, guarantee the safety of my subordinates, you know, because, right. like... And, yeah, and LaBella is just like, how dare you ask such things, you know, if when the weight of the FPA was once upon you... Yeah, like, I mean, you know, fucking, again, it's just, like, for better or worse, you know, we kind of tragically see LaBelle's true colors come out here, like, you know, for all all that talk, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, he will he will do what every politician does, I guess, but, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, he says, at the end of the day, like, they, you know, they kind of come to a quiet agreement that, like, Yang says, okay, fine, like, if nothing else, like, you know... Leave my friends alone. Yeah, like, just, you know, for the sake of appearances, like, you know, I get that you have to, like, even now, Yang is still looking out for the FPA. He's like, look, I get it. Like, the Empire is keeping a tight leash on you. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, for the sake of appearances, like, you know, you could still answer to them, but at least, like, you know, at least guarantee me this much. he He basically agrees to, you know, like, take all the blame. Yeah, yeah, no. like I, I like I will become the villain in this story. Just like, you know, leave my friends alone. Right, and uh, you know, we, we kind of have a good bit here where Bogdashi is basically saying, like, you know, the FPA is fucking ready to backstab each other at any goddamn second. Yep. Like it's it's a real power play. Yeah, like keg, they'll, you know? they'll agree now because we have a gun, we have a knife to their throat. But uh, like the second this- we. We yeah. relax, like, they'll fucking go for it. They'll just kill us all if they can get away with it. Yeah. So, turns out that, you know, the next part of their operation is they need to capture uh, Lenin Kampf. You know, they need leverage to get off planet. 
Right. And, uh, you know, they Landon Kauf is holed up in his kind of, you know, in his base, you know, no, guarded by... In Hotel Shangri-La. Yes, yes. <laughs> guarded by, uh, of course, know, all, all sorts of dudes. I like the idea of Landon Kauf, you know, as the steward of the FPA... Decides to make his office in a five star hotel. <laughs> yes, it's a it's a real power move. Um, but yeah, so t- turns out that uh, we're not done with crazy shit because right, yeah, the fucking Rosen Ritter are in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they uh, you know Lenny Comp starts starts making plans to fortify his base, but yeah. the Rosen Ritter are already underground yes, climbing yes. the elevator shaft. They are they are in they are in the vents. They are in the elevator shafts. They are coming up from underneath the floorboards. They just, are cutting dudes down with their power. Uh, we, the Rosen Ritter are just pouring into this goddamn building and going to town on these Empire goons. Um yep. and uh, you know, they you know, they, they 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 cut off all methods of escape, they destroy all the elevators, they blow up almost all of the staircases. Right. You know, uh Unfortunately, one manages to escape unscathed. So you know we get we get this great bit where fucking Shenkop is literally just fucking standing at the top of right. this stairway. Like, just I'll hold, this, I'll hold this staircase by myself. Fucking just let me send my uh, my you know, squatty here to like go capture Lenincomp. Yeah, and he's like, in the meantime, I will just single handedly hold this fucking stairway against uh you know these other like Empire power armor dudes. You know it's. Uh, we get this great bit where, like, you know, these dumbasses charges, <laughs> right? These dumbasses keep charging up the stairway one at a time. Which, I mean, considering how narrow it is, and like considering you know the weapons, maybe they have to. I mean, I think that's why Shinkop is holding the staircase. But like, yeah, we get this great bit where like this like fucking green rookie charges Shinkop, and Shinkop just easily parries him, holds him at fucking axe point, <laughs> and it's just like, young man, do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> I like, guess I'll let you live because you've been right. <laughs> yeah, and you know, he's Shinkoff like oh. getting lenient now that he's a father. Yeah, yeah, you, you know he's, he's thinking now about all these young men he's killed. Fucking knocks him out, sends him creening down the stairs. But not so nice to the rest of the uh, the Empire goons who run up there because uh, yep, you know by the time that uh, the Rose Ritter come back from you know come back with Lenkoff in tow, we see. Just Shenkop standing on the top of a stairway that is just drenched in blood. Like, yeah. blood is just pouring yeah. down the I mean, steps. This, this episode's eponymous cascades of blood. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking, like... If you had any doubt up until this point that Lenkoff is not... I mean, not Lenkoff, my bad. Uh, that Shenkop is not just the fucking most, like... <laughs> singular, singularly dangerous individual in close quarters combat, like... Yeah. Like, I'm still fucking stunned Ranthal somehow got out of that scrape. Like... Yeah. You know? But, who, who do you think will win? Shenkop or Yulian Mashengo two-on-one? Oh, I... I think... I think after this episode, dude, it's no question. Shenkop is way too fucking powerful. <laughs> like, I like Julian. I like Mashengo, but like... Yeah, what about Yulian Mashengo Poplin three-on-one? <laughs> I mean, maybe if... Maybe Poplin gets a lucky throw with the syringe, <laughs> but like again, it's just like though. Even even those three dudes, like they're not bad in a fight. But right. like, okay, what about High Admiral Ovlasor versus Shenkov? 
I see that is maybe a bit closer, but here's the but the problem is that Ovalister is a dumbass. Right. Well, so, so like Team Rocket Special. I don't right. think Shen Rocket yeah, Special. I, I think I think Shen Kopp is a bit smarter. He's a bit more tactical. Like I think maybe Ovalister is probably like pro- probably stronger and like tougher in terms of like like brute strength. Uh-huh. But like you know, I think Shen Kopp would play it smart. You know, he would like. He 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 would you know he would faint and parry and like tire out Ovalister first you know, <laughs> you know lure him over you know a fucking covered pit full of spikes or something because uh... again Ovalister is not that smart so yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah so they capture Lenkomf and they take him back to uh, their hideout. There's where, a uh, fun scene here where their uh, Rosenritter dude uh, whose name I. Still can't remember, um, just the number two guy. Yeah, I, I don't remember his name either. And also, isn't he like the new number two guy? Because, right, because like, the other, the other, the blonde one left with Julian. Yeah, to go. Well, left with uh, Operation Sherwood. Rather, yeah, yeah. But this guy's tying up Lenin Kampf, and Lenin Kampf is like, you know, aren't you formerly Empire? Like, aren't you betraying your fatherland? And, you know, this dude yeah. gives a great bit about, like, well, the fatherland killed my grandfather for, you know, for, like... S- supporting for supporting democracy. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you know, so, you know, so if you want to think about it that way, you could say that the fatherland betrayed me first, you know, <laughs> which is, you know... It's like, it's, it's definitely that thing of, like, you know, it's not a very long or nuanced conversation, but, right. like, I feel like, you know, I feel like... You know, like a lot of like, you know, the Empire Admirals, you know, because, you know, Reinhardt chose them are cut from a more like classical new- cloth or or some of them are, are cut from a more nuanced cloth. You know, like I think like oh, yeah. if you if you if you got if you sat down and had a conversation with guys like Mittermeier or even Royenthal, like and you explain to them like why the Rosen Ritter are who they are, like I feel like they could at least logically understand like. Oh, I guess it's sensible in the sense, like even if they don't agree, they would right. at least understand that. Well, our country fucked them, you know, <clears throat> fucked them over first. Like it only stands to reason that, like, you know, they would join with our enemies, right? Right. But like, you have like a guy like Leninkov who is very much cut from that classical admiral cloth, you know, like death before dishonor, you know, as we find out. Like, yes. And so, like, you could kind of see like a guy like him very much struggling to even understand like what the words are coming out of this Rosen Ritter dude's mouth. Like he doesn't even get it. And yeah. And, uh, also, but he, we do get a great shot of him just totally baffled when he sees that, uh, Lobello sold him out. Basically. I mean, not just Lobello that also Yang Wen Lee is there. Yeah. He's, he's like, been defeated by Yang Wen Lee once again. Yeah, like you look at you see his look when look at Yang Wen Lee walks through the doorway and Yang Wen Lee's like, sorry, bitch, I'll live again. <laughs> it's like I'm back. It's like, is that is that does I that make it bitch. Yeah, yeah. It's like, does that make it fucking three for three against Lenikampf? Like, man. Yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, you know, it's <clears> like again, you know, you know, like for better or worse, Lenikampf is like uh, you know, he's like he's he is a uh uh, fuck! I feel so bad. I always forget his name. Uh, uh, Kev, Kev. Uh, like, you know, he's he's, he's like a Kev tier admiral. You know, like right. Where like he's just kind of doomed to always get you know fucking you know dunked on by Yang Wen Li. Yes, but uh, it is so fucking yeah, satisfying. So, uh, Chen Cobb goes to toss you know the uh, 
in theory, they no longer need LaBello, so they just go toss him into the park somewhere. Yeah. But Lennon Compt hung himself. Yes, but it turns out that Because we they... fucking left a bunch of rope in his cell. Yeah, it's... It's definitely one of those weird contrivances that I feel like... I find both believable and... You know, believable, but not... You know, I'm not super happy with it either way. Like. Right. Like, you think guys like, you know, crack team commandos like the Rosen Ritter would know, like, never leave a prisoner with any means to, like, either escape or suicide. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you know, I'm not going to say this is a humane thing to do, but like general standard standard operating procedure when treating like, you know, captured POWs, at least initially, is like. You basically put them almost naked in a f- completely empty cell. Like, you don't even leave furniture in there because, right. like, furniture could be, you know, you can break a table leg and turn it into a weapon. You know, you can you can pull out nails and, like, you know, yeah, pu- yeah. You know you'll stab somebody with them. Like, you leave them with literally nothing because, like... They'll figure out something. They'll figure out something if you give them enough time, right? But at the same time, like... I guess the weird thing for me is, like... Because Legend of the Galactic Heroes does its homework so often, and like does things so like right, something like this stands out more as contrived. Yeah, yeah. but but also contrived. But again, what I'm about to say is actually and in, in this situation weirdly believable. Yeah, and the reason I say this is because like because the rest of Legend of the Galactic Heroes is so grounded and thought out. Like in some ways, it almost makes more sense to me that they would slip up like this because. In human history, human history is marked, is riddled with stories <laughs> of like, of like people doing everything right, like nine out of ten times, and then but the then, one time they don't <laughs> fucked like, up everything. Right, but then the one time they're asleep at the wheel is also the one time it should have mattered the most, and it all goes to shit. You know, like I, I won't go into too many tangents on this one because it's not as relevant, but like. You know, if you study, like, the history of espionage in World War II, or even just, like, you know, political assassinations in World War II, like, you find out that, like, to to, to the man, almost every single successful espionage operation during World War II, by both sides, succeeded almost always due to a combination of proper planning, sheer luck... And just the right person being asleep at the wheel. Like, it, it it's almost always goes that way. Because, like, just, like, it's it's kind of just human nature to fuck up, honestly. Like, yep. it's <laughs> over and over. But, uh, but yes, regardless of, you know, whether it's contrived or thought out or whatever, point is, Landon is dead. Which right, is they, basically, a, they basically say, well, shit, that's our hostage. We, and we already let Lobello go, so I guess we better trick everyone into thinking that Lennon comes still alive. Right. So we get the very fucking romantic scene of uh, uh, of Yang trying to, you know. I actually kind of like the scene. I, I no, just, no, no, I really, I, I really like this scene in many ways because of like fucking how like weird and awkward it is, but also like, like how genuinely heartwarming Yang, it is. Like feels that he has to apologize for making his wife kill a man. And apply makeup to a corpse because and, and of him. Like, yeah, and, and I mean, not just that stuff, but just the whole, like, sorry, our peaceful marriage didn't even last more than two months. Like, right. you know, like, you, you could feel that, like, because we, because of who, because we know who Yang is, 
Like, because we have seen his personality, we've seen his inner thoughts up till now, I think, like, even if they don't say it on screen, we know that Yang, because of who he is, must feel fucking awful. Like, he must right. feel so guilty that, like... Because, I mean, in many ways, right, isn't this exactly what Yang talks about when he first proposes to Frederica? Like, right. why he, like, hesitated for so long? Because he felt like Frederica marrying him would only, like, ruin her life. And, like... Yeah. Not to say that that's necessarily like happened, but like in many ways, you know, that it at least Yang believes that. Mm-hmm. Like by marrying me, you are now like a fugitive. Now you're, you're you've I've taken done lives I've done and, and like make things worse for you. Yeah, yeah, and like you can just like you know whether it's valid or not, you totally understand like why Yang feels that way, and like we get this really lovely, heartwarming moment from Frederica where she's like, "Don't apologize." Like I don't regret a second of it like yeah you know and you know it's just like with you, my life will always be interesting <laughs> well uh yes yes but uh young thinks to himself here to be forced towards and to be forced towards an ignoble death or to be forced to live an ignoble life which is closer to happiness oh boy big mood <laughs> i don't know man i don't know young Lee. But, but uh, who gives a fuck about that? Yeah, because they, uh, uh, they know, uh, successfully, uh, you know, they strong arm their way to the spaceport, and we steal a bunch of shuttles, and we ditch this fucking. Yes, yes, they pull life. off. They pull off. They pull off the weekend at Bernie's plan, where Got they're uh, fucking carting, you know, you know, fucking Lenkov's corpse through the the hangar. You know, they're like, no, he's just very sleepy. Shh, be quiet, be quiet. And then we get this fantastic scene of oh pirate Dusty. It's real. <laughs> it's real. Turns out that 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 image of pirate Dusty from the Legend of Galactic Heroes Gotcha game is not is, is not it was not made up for the game. That's a real costume. Right, like, that, it's it's like we'd seen the some of the event banners for that game, including the Halloween ones, which had like you know Mueller Iron Shield and his knight outfit and. Dusty Attenborough in a goofy pirate costume, and it's right. like and assumed, oh, it's Halloween. It's right. we, Dusty we, we, goofy ass pirate costume. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, we just a fucking pirate suit. <sighs> it's it's ridiculous. Dusty, like, yeah, like we all we all just assumed. Oh, like for this event, they made Dusty a pirate. Haha, <laughs> that's funny. No, turns out sometime between sometime in between uh, a kidnapping Lenin Kampf, and getting a shuttle off planet, uh, put on a pirate outfit. Dusty found the time to put together a very convincing pirate outfit, like fake hook hand included. Like, what is going on, man? Where did he get this? Like, <laughs> and and I think this is why I say like I love Dusty, but also does this maybe speak to like? What Dusty contributes to the group that apparently, while they were in the middle of this very hectic, very like hush hush operation, <laughs> Dusty. <laughs> yeah, so like, in, so in his cosplay. Like, Dusty had time to fucking go to a costume shop and, like, ooh, that one. Yeah, that's perfect. Oh, <sighs> give me the hook hand, too. Like, is it just like, is it just like, is, is it just like Dusty was like, Dusty's like, hey, can I help with anything? And everyone's like, nah, Dusty, just fucking. Uh, do your thing, I guess. <laughs> right. It's ridiculous. But um, also great. It's so good. It's so good. And, uh, yeah, Kazerne just uh, calls his wife to basically say, yeah, we're going with Yang. 
Yeah, I... I'll well, never get anywhere without me. He's yeah, too we... stupid. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, you know, it, I, I, on one hand, I felt a little bad about this. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I mean, I, I, in a ways, I was hoping maybe Chazelou would be, like, the one FPA guy to actually enjoy a happy retirement. I mean, but, like, like, Murai and Patrachev and all that are still oh, somewhere. Those I don't guys, know. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to write those guys out just yet. I feel like... I'm not saying they're getting written out. I'm just saying, like, they're... right. Well, that's what I mean, is that, like, I have a feeling those guys will, will come back eventually. So, I guess what I mean is, like, I was like, of the of the major FPA characters, you know? Like, on one hand, I'm glad Chaz lose along for the ride, because without Julian, like, Yang desperately needs somebody he can, like, verbally bounce off of. Yeah. But, like, once again, Kazanu is dragging his family into what is basically an active yeah. war zone. Yeah, uh, like uh, some FPA goons, like, if you stay, we'll promote you. Right, yes, yes. <laughs> He's just like, ugh, ugh. Fuck off. Also, we get a goofy scene of his, you know, children saluting to a guard or something. Yes, yes, I, I did see that. But uh, anyways, uh, at the very end, um, the, the episode ends with LaBello kind of trying to figure out what to do next. Because, and we're uh, forcing Bucock back into service. Yep, yep. They're, they're bringing Bucock out of retirement. Oh, man, rest. Yeah, another guy you think would... You think at least he, of all people, would maybe get to enjoy a quiet retirement. Um, but also, like, I feel like... I feel like... himself at some point, right? That, like, he's... <laughs> doesn't expect to have a quiet life no no i mean i think in many ways like you know bucock is a little bit like mercats you know in the sense that they are both like old war horses mm-hmm. and like as much as you know like a guy like bucock might want to talk about like like man fucking leave me alone i just want to retire like people like him are cut from a certain cloth you know like yeah you know if 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 if, if the government he serves asks him to serve he will serve and if the government asks him to hunt down Yang Wen Li, then he will hunt down Yang Wen Li. And I feel like it would be very tragic if Bukok mirrors what happened with uh, Admiral Greenhill all those you know episodes ago. Where well, I don't think Bukok. I mean, okay, we said this is Bello Bello a couple podcasts ago. No, but, no, no, no. Uh, I don't. I don't think Bukok's going to go bad. What I was going to say is, I think it would be very tragic if. Yang Wenli is once again forced to kill like one of the few like right. decent rational leaders yeah, yeah, yeah. the FPA has, you know, just out of obli- you know, out of out of survival, you know, like yeah. because like a guy like Bucock, like of course, you know, you want to hope, oh maybe Bucock will take the FPA fleet and like immediately defect Murkats, but like I don't think that's kind of the guy Bucock is, you know, like he, well, I guess it depends because like <laughs> In we the always get- situation. <laughs> I think Depends. you're right. Anything can change, but I guess the way I feel about it is like Bukok is is the the speeches he's given in the past. Like he believes too strongly in the system. Like, but also he was absolutely willing to let all of the politicians die for Yang Wenli to shoot Reinhard. That is true, and he I think was prepared to physically restrain Shaw Trudik. That is true. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, again, I think that is why it could go either way. I, I really do, but. I guess, you know, I feel like narratively, like just because of 
I mean, I'm, I'm basing this more on my gut feeling of, I feel like this show's, like, number one priority in the narrative is to fuck over Yang Wen Lee. Uh-huh. And what would fuck over Yang Wen Lee more than having to kill one of the few FPA admirals he respects? So, yeah. you know, I, I hope it doesn't go that way. But, you know, it would be yet another fucking gut punch in the fucking dozens that this show has distributed to Yang Wen Lee. So. Yeah, and... But, uh... Uh, they have to, they leave. Yeah, they bail and I guess begin to make their way to uh, Murkatz's fleet out in hiding. Yeah. But, well, uh, yeah. you know, enough of that because. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, near Pluto. Uh, meanwhile. Yeah. Volin has, Volin's fleet has arrived at, at, yeah. at the solstice of, no, no. Yeah, they're approaching Earth. Uh, they uh, get their scans of the Himalayas and find that it's quite a defensible location. Yeah, but uh, he also Valen, Valen, sexy, smooth-voiced Valen, doesn't think it's okay to just nuke the place from orbit. Right, like we get this great bit where you see like the the fucking like hotshot junior officers, like like in case you forgot that like hotshot dumbasses like didn't still exist in the empire after you know the golden bomb dynasty fell. Yeah, like we have a great bit here because you know you see like. You see Reinhardt's admirals, and you you always want to hope that like that mentality starts to trickle down. But we see here with Valen's fleet that or you know lieutenants, they're all still cut from that same cloth of Right, like just let's just nuke them. Like fuck it, whatever. Like <laughs> we don't care about survivors, right? Yeah, there's no and artist. We, in <laughs> right, we get a uh, we get Valen uh, talking more in this one scene than he has ever in oh, the entirety I, of this show. The beginning, like yeah, yeah, he, he was, was one of the first. first. Opening. Yeah, like Wallen was like one of the first I, I to join. Like, when we tried to name everyone in the opening, I probably couldn't tell you which one was Wallen. No, I knew totally. there was. I knew there was a Wallen. Yeah, in no, there. I saw, yeah, I remember seeing Wallen in that light up, but like. I think it was entirely valid that we didn't recognize him because, he, at least in season one, he was one of the most unremarkable. You know, like, like you know, I think, you know, like one of our very helpful commenters told us what Valen did, and I hate to admit, but I've already forgotten. Uh, so <laughs> during the, uh, like it was something during Amlitzer, like uh, at some point, there was when when the Empire was like fully invading the FPA. At some point, they needed supplies, and we're like, oh, there's this fleet of supply ships. Let's go take those supplies. But Yang Wen Li had rigged them all with bombs. Oh, did Wallen fall for that too? Right. Yeah. Right, both Lenin Cup and Wallen fall for that trap. <laughs> I feel yeah. like, I feel like though, the, the, the thing I get from Wallen, at least from his, like, his well, very, the, like... The difference, the difference between the two there was that Lenin Cup went after, like, transport ships. And Valen was like, "We'll get the, we'll, we'll take the supplies and leave the transfer ships alone." Right. Yes. And then yes. the supplies blew up. <laughs> yes, and then the supplies blew up. Anyways, <laughs> turns out that the greatest FPA trick of all is uh, surprise. There's bombs in everything. <laughs> bombs in here's alone. Bombs in <laughs> bombs in the supply containers. Bombs in the transport ships. Oh, the bombs just. The bombs are just like the Rosen Ritter. They're so, you in know, the vents. It's, uh, They're it's in the walls. Uh, What's his name? Really wanted to succeed in killing Reinhardt. He should just put a bomb inside Braunschweig's body. Yeah, yeah. Fucking idiot. But, uh, <laughs> man, it's a real. You know, I, you know. I, I won't mind talking about it here. We usually don't talk about you know quote unquote current events, but uh, you know, 
they uh, recently announced uh, some more information about uh, about uh, season two of uh, Do- uh, DNT. Yes. Um, you know, about the new <laughs> movies. Try, try to say it by all means. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to try to say it. I changed my mind halfway through that. <laughs> I can't pronounce that name for fucking shit. But, uh, you know, I'm very curious how they will adapt certain things. You know, like, how will, like, you know, like the one I'm, you know, because we're talking about bombs, like the one I'm very much most curious about is how do you think they're going to handle Kirky Ice's death in DNT? Like, is it going to be as fucking overblown and ridiculous? Like, probably not. In like, DNT, it might be even more ridiculous. Well, I guess, I mean, it's like, do you think it's still going to pull a bazooka out of, uh, out of Braunschweig's corpse? Or is it going to be like, uh, like, like, what's a DNT version of that? You know, like, right, right, right. Or, or maybe the DNT version is just fucking. He pulls a, a fucking, you know, a, a fucking mandarin, and he's just like fisting five rings on each hand, <laughs> and just fucking laser blasting all of them or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I am kind of curious. Like, like as much as like you know, you know, I think some of you know at least Jell and, and Marlon don't seem to care much for DNT. I feel like I've always had a bit of a soft spot for it just because it did get us into the series in right. the first place. It was like, the thing where we were like, oh, we've heard so much about the old one. I guess let's watch the remake to see what we think. Right. And the fact that even the supposedly, you know, I mean, you know, I will admit inferior remake still got us interested enough to try out the original, I think. Yeah. Speaks to the validity of some of the ideas it plays with. But, uh,. Yeah. <laughs> anyways uh yeah. so volan basically says you know no we need to do this thoroughly yeah Earth's not need- going anywhere <laughs> right and we need to do this right which i think t- tells me that like i feel like uh, this is a good like you know <laughs> my joke is that volan's speech here is like you know is like the bioware character introduction dialogue yes where like in like five sentences he immediately sums up you know his character's like right. personality and ideology a there's no artistry in nuking it from orbit b it's not going anywhere we'll, we'll just come up with a good strategy c everyone on my team can have this wonderful vintage one yeah yeah i was gonna say i wonder if you know like i i'm starting to get like real fanfic head candidate here <laughs> but like I wonder if, like, if you were, like, to do, like, the character, like, relationship diagram of, like, all the admirals. Do you think Volin and Mecklinger are best friends? Sure. Because, like, okay. I feel like the way Volin talks about this, I feel like him and Mecklinger probably get along, you know? Like, talking about artistry and... <laughs> pretty chill. <laughs> yeah, and, like, pretty chill dudes. But, uh... I mean, as we see, Volin's pretty chill even when people are coming at him with knives. Yeah, speaking of failed assassination attempts, uh... uh a real... Close. A real sketchy looking uh, empire dude with a, a fucking whips out a knife and decides to uh, have a go at Volin. Um, unfortunately, yeah, Volin is uh, not with his arm. Yeah, it catches with his arm, which is pretty fucking is pretty fucking top tier. But I was gonna say is I think tragically puts Volin below Royenthal in terms yeah. of like CQC capability. True, but uh, you know he still he does block the knife with his arm, but. Uh, yeah. But, uh, it was poisoned. To, yeah, unfortunately, the knife was poisoned, which uh, sends Volin into a coma. Yep, and they just uh, cut his arm off, which is a, is a very funny. Just like, like it's to me, like I thought this would have greater consequences, 
like I thought the big thing that was going to happen here is like, oh no, Volin's you know unconscious, and now his dipshit like hotshot junior like right, he wakes up later in the episode. Officers are going to like fuck everything up, but no, Volin wakes up in time for the invasion anyways. Just you know, one arm short. Well, he is asleep. Uh, you know, we get our we get to get a look at our Earth infiltration squad here. Yes, for- yes, it's been a, a couple of weeks or something. They said it's like been like, like almost two weeks. Yeah, 12, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've been uh, doing chores for the Earth cult, trying to figure out a way to access the data room. Yep, and, uh, you know, Julian meets with Poplin in the mess hall, and it's like, they're, they're relating their plans, but uh, some dude fucking freaks out, flips the table. Yeah, starts so. fucking going nutso, just tossing right. tables in the room, you know, it's just... That, yeah, our Earth cult guys have to come in with their tasers and shut them down. And and I feel like and this is the scene where we finally get to see the true duality of Poplin, because right. not, Poplin not powers up. Yeah, like Poplin powers up because again, I want to say not one minute before the scene we talk about, Poplin talking is talking about, about how he's talking about babes and how there are no ladies in his group, and like he hates it. And then literally on a dime. Like, fucking, when this dude is flipping out, manages to accurately deduce what type of toxin this Earth cult member has been poisoned by, just based purely on, like, visual identification of his reaction and behavior. And it's just like, what? You know, when when Poplin, you know, when Poplin has to put all of his horny energy into being a soldier, he's the most powerful soldier. Yes, yes. And, like, I... You know, maybe it's because we've been, maybe it's because we've been watching Evangelion lately, but like, I don't know if it's like, I think, I think Masato is giving me Poplin vibes or vice versa. <laughs> See, what, like, the whole episode, I was getting like Lupin the Third vibes from Poplin. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. I guess, I guess I meant more thematically, like, right, okay, these yeah, people yeah. who are like, total fucking fuck ups, but like, when it's business time, they like... <laughs> turn it on they turn it on like nobody else does like poplin immediately grabs julian and rushes him to the bathroom and uh, says like we gotta like food we cannot drink any of the water like like we gotta get like we are being slowly poisoned by brain control drugs yeah. <laughs> uh right. turns out oh, the twist that drug that's used for brainwashing in both the empire and alliance says julian yes turns out <laughs> Turns out the real reason for the Earth cult's influence is not like you know the uh, the the, uh, the widespread like ap- applicability of dogma and religion even in the future. <laughs> Turns out that religion isn't compelling because of like scripture or or, or preaching. Turns out that religion hard, man. turns out religion is compelling in the future because of mind control. Yeah, you know it's the op- opiate of the masses. <laughs> Yes, yes, the yes, the Earth cult is quite literally the opiate of the masses, as we find out, which is a very like on one hand, like on one hand, I'm a little disappointed because like I kind of love the idea of the Earth cult being this proof that like like extremist dogmatic religions will persist even into the future because people are intrinsically like always going to be drawn to these like enter all 
type of thing. Yeah, I kind of liked that idea, like, oh, that's why the Earth cult is still compelling, because, like, and, and I guess the thing I would say is, like, I think that still holds true. Right. Like, because I, if you think about I it, they can't... They're giving everybody drugs. Right, but... right, they can't poison every single Earth cult member, right? Like, I'm sure, like, you know, I'm I mean, sure, like, the, the like... Probably a right-wing group, like, Job true probably not drugs, not drugged, like... Yeah, yeah. Just doing it because to him you know yeah totally i think that like i think i think i guess now that i'm talking it through here i guess it's more like the impl- i guess the the thing they explain here is that like the hardcore like earth cult zealots though those dudes are fucking hopped up like will, will run straight at walls to kill themselves by slamming their head yes or or like will rush you know empire goons with laser guns with fucking daggers yeah but uh but yeah so you know <laughs> Julian, Julian, as as Poplin, basically, like, how come you know so much shit? And says, I don't only chase skirts, I'm literally a walking museum. Yes, he says he's a walking museum of life experiences. And I just gotta ask... Tell me more! I wanna know about this! Like, Poplin, what were you getting up to, like, before before all this fucking Yangwen Lee shit? What ladies have you slept with where you learned this? Right, like, I mean, that's a thing, right? Like, it, 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 the most popular answer would be he learned this from sleeping with somebody. Right. But I don't know, man. This, this, throw this, throw, throw the, throw the like fucking Poplin prequel spinoff onto the list of Legend of Galactic Galactic Heroes spinoffs I wish existed. Oh man, like fucking, like I want to know like what kind of fucking crazy shit Poplin got up to that turned him into right, that makes it so he can see. You can tell what poison they're using. Yes. <laughs> and, and I realize to those listening that we're probably just getting hung up on a very like minute detail and we're not like actually like annoyed with it. We just find it like endlessly entertaining. <laughs> yeah, just so Valen wakes up and is remarkably like even keeled about missing an arm. Yes. Yes. Like all of Valen's reaction basically amounts to him, like looking at his stump where his arm used to be like, and being oh. like, Oh, I mean, considering but, uh, like Melgar's old five, big boss fucking freaks out. He sees he's got no yeah, arm. No, it turns out that Valen, uh, uh, objectively more, uh, emotionally even keeled than big <laughs> boss. But, uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, also, well, to be fair, like, you know, in, in the Legend of the Galactic Heroes world, they have cybernetics. It's true. You know, Oversight's I mean, got uh, cool cybernetic eyes. Right. And, you know, uh, I think Valen even literally asks, like, well, how soon will the prosthetic be ready? You know, and they're like, oh, yeah, it'll take a couple days. Yeah. Which is like, what? <laughs> okay, damn. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, And they try to interrogate the uh, would-be assassin who's just like, how dare you defile Earth? Ah! Right, right. Yeah, like, ah! yeah, so right after we see, the, like, you know, that we get the brainwashing revelation, all of a sudden the extremely erratic behavior of Earth cult zealots begins to uh, make right. some more sense, I guess. Um, they, uh, we t- talk about Conrad Linzer. Yes, yes, they they bring him up, but then they don't actually, do they, does he even show up, though? Like the guy who leads the charge on the... Oh, okay. I think right, like, it's, like, it's kind of like not shown up much. I think he was yeah. number two, right? I, I guess it's just like it was. It was a weird tangent to me because he like Valen's basically just like, isn't there somebody else on this ship who has a prosthetic? And like they're like, yeah, Conrad Linzer, and 
but that doesn't really have anything to do with like what he's doing in the episode. Yeah. And uh, Wallen's like, "Oh, cool. Send him. Uh, send him in." Yeah, but uh, I will say, uh, I will, you know, I will happily eat crow uh, from last episode of the podcast where I thought that maybe Wallen was fucking doomed. But I feel like losing an arm actually adds to his plot armor. Now like, he now it just makes him cooler. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the it's the badass scar effect. Like you fool, you, you only you, make me more powerful. Right, exactly. Volan can only get stronger and cooler from here on out. Like <laughs> if, the, if 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 this okay, time to go back to baseless speculation mode. If Volan does not at least once, at least once in this entire OVA, bust out a hidden like gadget out of his robot arm i'll be so disappointed like it doesn't have to be a gun like I- i'm fine if it's not a laser i wish it would be a laser i fucking switch I- like i fucking so desperately need like somebody's like death to reinhardt and then valen's like fucking points his robot finger at them and like shoots a laser out of it right. but i understand that that doesn't happen but please 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 like have him at least like pull out like fucking i don't know like <laughs> Like a, a memory stick or like something hidden inside that arm because yeah I need that so badly. Yeah, but, uh, we get this pretty tense sequence here where Julian's coughing in his bed, sweating because he's going through withdrawal from the mind control drugs. Yeah, you know, and like he's, uh, he's got his curtains drawn, but the the Earth called goons keep coming by to saying like, "We need to take you to the infirmary, man. You know, you're sick. Yeah. We'll help you." Right, right, and Julian finally agrees, you know, when he, you know, he, he, he agrees, I think, is when he, cause he looks in his room, he realizes this area is too well surveyed, like, I need right. to find a place, like, that's more private, and uh, turns out that uh, Poplin and Mashengo were thinking yeah. the same thing, Hell because yeah. they are also sitting in the doctor's office, like, there's almost a feeling of them, like, looking at Julian and being like, what took you so long? Like, this was obviously the plan, right? Right. <laughs> but, and, uh, um... The doctor's like, man, so many people are sick today. I wonder what's making y'all sick. Pufflin just goes off. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, finally had enough. <laughs> right, right. Poplin just fucking pops off. You know, Poplin pops off on yeah. the doctor. Oh, the string to this dude's eye. Yeah, this dude busts out like a laser scalpel or something. Right. Like, <laughs> fucking, you know, they just, you know. Like I said, you know, Poplin and the rest of them, they're decent at CQC. But, I mean, you know. fucking drop kicks of motherfucker. Oh, fucking yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Just. Mashenko punches a man so hard he flies across the room into the wall. Yeah. Like I said, no, they're not. They're not. They're not. You know, I'm not saying they're weak. I'm not saying they're not a big deal. I'm just saying right. against Mr. Shenkop, I will single handedly hold the staircase right. for 12 oh, hours. You know? Know. Time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyways, um, it turns out that at the same time that they are busting up this medical office, uh, the Empire Vanguard has landed and are shooting their way through the Earth Cult HQ. Right. Um, because basically, I guess uh, Yulian and Poplin and all that have, like, called in somehow. Said the, like, say, oh yeah, we're infiltrating from Fazan, uh, Oh, you guys are here to beat up the Earth Cult? We'll help you, buddy. I right, guess. yes. Like, they they straight up talk to, like, Comrade Linzer, I think. And yeah, yeah. they like, yeah, we're, we're infiltrating, fuck the Earth Cult. We'll help yeah, you. Yeah, I, I kind of, 
it's it's definitely like you know i mean that's that is that you know that is that 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 is that julian brand like quick thinking on the fly that we've become so familiar with you know this is not the first time julian has pretended to be somebody else to uh to uh, get the one up on somebody is this a goofy sequence where uh Volan's like, oh, uh, you know, this ravine's probably big enough to land, right, Captain? And his, like, cool bearded captain takes the wheel, like, <laughs> dramatically steers the ship so they right. can back onto the mountain. It's pretty so they ridiculous. Can, so that they can launch the Panzer Grenadiers. Yes, so we finally have a name for those power-armored Empire guys that... Usually we see getting schooled on by the Rosen Ritter, but uh-huh. it turns out that when against, you know, fucking Dudes whack jobs, like, turns out that the Panzer Grenadiers actually are not to be fucked with. <laughs> we just get this a completely re- absurd sequence of them charging the base and just, like, dudes rushing them with knives or... <laughs> Yes, and like the like, knives are literally just like breaking off on their armor. Right, people blowing themselves up with grenades to get at yes. their troops, or locking locking the doors and shooting into like nerve gas. Yeah, yeah, or like the occasional Panzer Grenadier being a dumbass and lifting up their helmet, uh, letting them get stabbed in the face. <laughs> Which, come on, y'all got to know better about this. If your name isn't Shen Cop, don't lift your helmet up in the middle of a fight. Right. But, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, yes, it, it's basically just a fucking slaughter. Like, I, I mean, I would say mostly the Panzer Grenadiers are fucking up the Earth Cult, but, like, I guess it's one of those things of, like, the Earth Cult fights in, like, such a fucked up, desperate way that, like... Right, they go, like, as I say, they have no fear of death. Right. You know, like, they literally, like, collapse the ceiling onto, like, a bunch of uh, Earth Cult and Panzer Grenadier dudes fighting, just crushing them all together. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous like a lot of shots of axes tearing through squishy humans yes yes if y'all remember back like in the days of the capturing of Ezerlone, when the rosen ritter dudes just like literally chopped dudes in half with their mono blade axes like we get a little bit of that again here we're just the panzer grenadiers are just chopping the fuck out of these guys it's <laughs> something it's something, man. Yeah, and and, uh, and then uh, they hit the flood button. <laughs> yes, yes. They decided to just flood the whole damn thing. Um, and then uh, Julian, as they find the data center, Julian copies all the data, erases yes. it after himself so that the Empire doesn't get their hands on it. Right. Again, uh, Julian's just, he's, what a smart boy. Smart guy. <laughs> Such and, a smart uh, boy. And the uh, Earth Cold self-destructs their base, pretty much. Yeah. They, down on themselves. Yeah, they literally collapse the mountain on itself. You see that De Villiers and some of his his goons escape. Yes, yes. So, uh, uh, even though this is the, uh, nominally the end of the main Earth Cult headquarters, I think the implication is clear that the Earth Cult is not necessarily out of the game just yet. Yeah. Shengo blocks explosion for Yulian. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. But uh, but yeah, and then they uh, they manage to escape, or at least yep. it looks like it. They get uh, out with the, with the Imperial troops and the mountain collapses, and that's where we end, I guess. Yeah. Uh, again, I think if there is any theme to this trio of episodes, it is crazy shit happening. This is the like wildest fucking trio yeah, of episodes. Yeah, like not, not a goddamn, not two months after the, the end of the FPA and the coronation of Kaiser Reinhardt. 
Young Willie's already busted out of out of prison. Not only has Young Willie busted out of jail, but the Rose and Ritter have uh, blown up the freeway at least twice. They Lenikoff is dead. Shenkop uh, 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 hacked his way through half the Imperial Army in a single night. <laughs> like the Earth Cult headquarters is gone. Oh, yeah. Like. <laughs> this is this is just an uh, this is just a trio of happenings, man. Like shit is going on, yeah. and like again, like we all thought, like oh well, season three will be about Reinhardt consolidating his power, so it'll be more about like politics and the burden of leadership. You know, turns out uh, fucking, fucking axe murder, and I thought they would tone scale down the axe murder. Honestly, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm very surprised. I mean, I'm not complaining. But it's it's wild, man. It's a you know, in many ways, like it, it's episodes like these that like really remind you that like fucking you know, as high minded uh, as the can be sometimes. Also, <laughs> people like, getting cut in half with axes. Yeah. This show just knows how to go for it sometimes, in a way that like I just few other shows are capable of doing. Yeah. I'm into it. <sighs> yeah, I, so am I. So am I. But uh, I, I guess uh, I guess with that said, you know, I mean, as you said, maybe not as high-minded of a trio of episodes, so not as much to discuss here. Um, but uh, so I think we might even uh call this a podcast soon. Uh, do you have yeah. any like closing thoughts, Eero? Like um, any I, any lingering tangents? I'm interested to see how Julian's going to talk his way out of Levy. You know, like hanging out with imperial troops now like yeah yeah the I, the thing i was actually going to say earlier in the podcast was like i was half i i'm i was surprised that not a single like imperial soldier there was like hey aren't, aren't, what? Yeah, aren't you julian Mintz? or not even julian Mintz, he just hey aren't you the dude that captured our destroyer right <laughs> like just like random guy who happened to be a crew of that imperial right. destroyer happens to be here on earth in volan's fleet it's like wait a minute that's the dick who captured our our ship uh-huh. you know, julian's gonna have to talk his way out of that one and i mean i think julian might be a bit lucky because like you know he is here with you know what seemed to be more more rational um empire leaders you know it's volan or conrad linzer like these are dudes who you know i think julian can talk his way through you know like yeah if he gets caught i'm saying like but uh yeah i, I do wonder i do wonder how he's gonna get off planet like i mean you know again like uh konev and the cap and those guys are all still there so like yeah i, I don't know if the empire found the ship like they might just still be hanging out by that lake so we're right. talking about this it could just be literally as simple as just uh, julian's well, like let those Fazan guys go. Bye. Yeah, like, all right, well, thanks for the help, guys. We'll see you around. Like, nope, we certainly didn't find any information there. Such a darn shade, the base blew up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would be very... Yes, if Volan was like, no, no, come to the Empire. Like, I, I think I think Reinhardt would love to meet you or something. I'd be like, oh, that's a little awkward. But <laughs> fucking... Oh, man. I mean, we always talk about how, you know, how badly we, we wanted Yang to end up on... on uh, on Odin, but oh man, imagine Julian on Odin. <laughs> hey, you oh know, man, you can finally get the new perspective that he was supposed to get on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or like, oh man, the flowers of Ezerlone lives on. Maybe, maybe, 
Yeah, yeah, maybe Julian ends up there and meets all meets all these these hot noble ladies, you know, or something. But uh, add add it, Odin, also spin off Flowers of Heineson, or or maybe it's like the Flowers of Odin like expansion pack for the Flowers of Isarlo. It adds one new girl who's like you know a rich Ojo Sama from Odin. (laughs) You know, add that to uh, Julian's harem. And once again, if if I accidentally predicted another character in this show <laughs> like I did with Karen, then uh, I will be very happy. So uh-huh. <laughs> we'll see how that plays out. But um, yeah, <sighs> I, think, I think what we're going to get next is uh, recapture these alone. Yeah, I think I think that might be Young's next move. Like natural, like next step here for Young. Right, because. Like- yeah, because like without a fleet or without you know much of a fleet, like Young needs like a giant increase in like tangible military firepower, and what better choice than Isarlone, you know the the freaking town bicycle of the galaxy. But uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think with all that said, I think that's gonna be a podcast. Yeah. So uh, let's take care of the housekeeping. So uh, as always, you can uh. Listen to this podcast and read the rest of our posts on thegloriablog.com. You can follow us on Twitter at thegloriablog. You can uh, listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, and everywhere else uh, podcasts are bought and sold. Um, you can also listen to the podcast on YouTube. You know, uh, as always, we'd love to. Uh, we'd love it if you uh, liked and subscribed, or left a review, or. Whatever, you know, we appreciate, you know, each and every single bit of it. Uh, you can watch Legend of the Galactic Heroes on High Dive and VRV. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that does it. Yeah. So, uh... I think so. Yeah, so, as always, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, Eero, as always, thank you for accompanying me on this journey. Thank you. And until next time, we will see you amongst the Sea of Stars. 